It's time for the Orlando Lions Den podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Bulan wins it, Mueller. Low ball to Nani. Nani setting up. Spins right. Comes back left. Nani shoots. Oh my goodness, Luis Nani! Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions in Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jason JJ Jose, along with three of my other compadres, Orlando City fans and happy fans, I, I want to say. We have Gleon. What's up, man? Oh, I yes. like your glasses. They're nice. I've never seen you with glasses, but they look good on you. Yeah, I barely, I barely wear them. I'm getting a little, well, I've been old, but getting a little older. <laughs> um, yeah. So doctor, doctor said one, one of my eyes I can't see out of. So yeah, yeah but it's, it's all good though. Three, three o, three o. So that's what I said. I said I, I want a minimum, minimum of three goals. That's what I got. We got them. And then we have Eddie, the commish. Eddie, what's happening? Um, I'm glad to be back. I, I had a vacation. Capped it off with uh, um, heading right to the match right off the vacation to get a, a big dub like that. That was exciting. I'm glad to be back. I had the, uh, I was on vacation. JJ was off because he had a lower body injury, apparently. At least that's what he was hinting at when he took a picture of some toilet problems. The toilet. So, yeah. so that was, we'll call yeah. that lower body injury as well. Lower so. body injury, and it was a leak, and no, you, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. But I'm, no, I'm, I'm glad to be back, man. I'm excited. A big win, clean sheet. Well, we'll get into that more, but I'm happy to be back. All right, we got Alex Ryder. What's happening, man? Uh, good Good to see a win. It was, it was nice to go on the Cincy podcast and actually sound like I knew what I was talking about, and to actually predict the score exactly, not only on this podcast, but on their podcast as well. So that was good. I love that you good. did that. You, you went on their show and told them three, you're about to get blanked. Yep. yep. <laughs> I, I did do right. that. I, I told them I had to be consistent and I was consistent and we, we got, we got a dub, we got a dub and it was, it was a much needed one and we'll get into it more, but it was nice it's nice to have Eddie back and it's nice to have JJ back as well, but it was nice to have the guys that back on the pitch that we got to see too. Correct. Well, we had a lot of the guys back and we'll talk about that here in a few uh, minutes. Well, let's go on quickly to our sponsor because I think uh, swag who's not here today uh, due to, he has lower injuries this time uh, <laughs> down in uh, Key West. Uh, he actually had some family functions going on so uh i think it was his mama's birthday happy birthday mama is that was that correct something or uh, something like that well happy birthday to whoever swag down there is having a birthday with down in the keys um and he doesn't know any of the sponsors nor does Ryder or cleon so let me go on and tell you what the sponsors are <laughs> make First a list off, at some point i'm sure yeah Tuga landscaping for all your landscaping needs get with Tuga landscaping you can go to Tuga landscape on facebook 
page uh, through the landscaping, and or you can give us a call at 407-690-9992, and you can get all the information you need there at Facebook or giving us a call. Then we have also, um, try to think who else. Now I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Lisbon uh, Restaurant where I'm working on getting a nice dinner for all of us uh, at their grand opening uh, in St. Pete or right here at their sister uh, restaurant here in Orlando in the Dr. Phillips area. Maybe, maybe with some uh, guests uh, for us on that one. And then uh, if you want looking for some Latin uh, foods, uh, international foods from Portugal, Brazil, South America, Puerto Rico, go to Seabra Foods. They have two locations, one in the Hunter's Creek Center, and then the other one on International Drive, right behind, right in front, a fun spot there. And they have all your Latin American, uh, European, and Brazilian type of groceries that you need. And then Field Turf with? Yeah, Field Turf USA, a good partner of ours. Um, they got a, uh, they'll be making another pitch for an MLS team here soon in Charlotte. So, <laughs> so um, uh, that's hey, that's what happened, and uh, but nonetheless, they they um they they do, they do straight up pitches here mostly for football, football teams team, and then some of those football teams have soccer house in them too, as you see with Seattle, Atlanta, and now Charlotte, but um in Europe they're a European company as well. They do a lot of um, practice facilities for some of the biggest clubs in the world, Barca, Ajax. Etc. And then they have a product that's that's used on most of the pitches, the grass pitches, which you see in most of the Champions League finalists, you know, teams that are there right now. Chelsea, Madrid, all of those teams have field turf products. So we're glad to have them on board and we're going to spend some time with them in Atlanta again this year. And we're looking forward to hanging out with them. Good people. Awesome. And then let's not forget Accurate Mortgage Group for all your mortgage uh necessities if you're buying a house and you need a mortgage low mortgage rate and there's some good loans out there especially va loans get with leo uh leo at accurate mortgage group you can go to uh instagram or twitter and look up leo gonzalez and accurate mortgage group all right guys let's talk about orlando city our first win of the season yes 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 we get our first win of the season we also break a record you guys know that there was a break a record Breaking uh, Orlando City uh, broke their own record. Well, actually, Tesho did with the quickest goal ever for an Orlando City game. What was it? Thirty seconds. Thirty-three uh, seconds. They called it thirty-three. They called it thirty-three. I'm pretty sure it was thirty-one. Looking at the yeah. tape, what? but whatever. Whatever. Yeah, we man. have it. Yeah, the man. record. Tesho holds the record for the quickest goal scored. Uh, for Orlando City and in a game, the record. Yeah, it was about a minute. Yeah, it was like a minute Mueller. and a half by Chris Mueller, right? No, it was like against seventy. Yeah, I want to say seventy-five seconds or forty something seconds. Forty-five. Ah, the forty-five was seventy-five. Yeah, it, it was. It was closer to, to sixty seventy. I, I know that for sure. And it was Mueller against San Jose, and this is 30, 33, 31 seconds. I mean, you know that that's like one sponsor for JJ right there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even I couldn't even finish the sponsors. Yeah, you're right. One sponsor <laughs> in, in 30 seconds. And uh yes, so he gets the goal. Uh basically Cincinnati gave up the ball right there, and Tesha just took it away and went in for the goal. Then at the 19th minute, Chris Mueller gave the assist to the nice and fancy footwork of Nani, who put the poor number seven of Cincinnati on the ground because he faked them out so bad. Put I mean, him in the dirt. Bad. 
and he was on the dirt. ground and he was just i mean poor guy and that was a nice goal by 90 in the 19th minute which made it 2-0 for orlando city then mendez on the 26th minute got a yellow card for a pretty harsh slide tackle uh a pretty harsh slide tackle. And then uh, in the 62nd minute, Chris Mueller gets a yellow card. And then uh, in the 80th minute, from a, a Benji Michelle assist, which she should have had the goal, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. It was just a mess down there in the goal area, and Benji was the last one to touch it. Then Urso, Junior Urso, scores a goal to make it 3-0. And then uh, all the boys uh, came in, Joel Montino, Joey Desart, and Vanderwater all came in in the 85th minute along with Benji in the 71st minute. And uh, something that I was very surprised was Mauricio Pereira coming out really fairly early, I think, in the 60th minute uh, there as Andres Pereira came in uh, in the 60th minute for him. Guys, tell me what you guys think about this game. It was a good – I think this was a perfect time for us that we played Cincinnati. You know, they had come from a 5 nothing game that they lost to to New York City FC the week prior. They come into town, uh, right, first 30 seconds, we score a goal. So whatever confidence they had, that just went down the drain. And then 19 minutes later, you know, Nani scores a sickening goal where their their player just is eating dirt, you know, on the ground. So at that point, we know that it's over. All we're thinking about is how many goals we're going to score in this game. Because, I mean, I don't think it was until... I want to say the 30th something minute is when Pedro Galese finally touched the ball uh, in the 32nd or 33rd minute. I don't know. It was in the 30th minute something. And uh, so we played phenomenal. We're just waiting for goals to come in left and right. And he had opportunities. Um, when hit the post with the header from a Mueller um, uh, uh, coming into Mueller. And then uh, the shot that he took where, the goalkeeper for Cincinnati just tipped it off of his fingertips or, you know, Nani could have had a hat trick. Tell me about what you guys think. Was this a great win for Orlando city? And hopefully it was a good momentum uh, for Orlando city, especially for winning this game because they got tough ones coming up soon. Eddie, what do you think? Yeah, no, your points. Well, well taken. I mean, it, it was, we played Cincinnati at the perfect time. We absolutely need it. You know, we, we kind of, it's hard to say third game in, it's a must win, right? But we, we had to keep pace. Yes, we, we've we've gained a point from each each match. Our defense has played well, but we had one goal in two matches. We needed to, you know, we needed to get that that boost. And what's most importantly though is that you've seen this team face other sides where they should handle and beat, and they didn't. And now we did. So yeah, is it like uh, did we beat like Columbus Crew? No, but. It did, did we take care of business like we should have? Yeah, absolutely. So that that's positive. The guys got their scoring boots going. I mean, we had, what, 20, 23 shots, I believe? We were peppering them. If we were more clinical in the final third, there were several times where the wrong pass was made a little, sometimes a little late, sometimes to the wrong person, sometimes just not weighted properly. And we could have had four or five goals. I mean, Nani hit the post himself. Uh, Deton made a, made a good save on one of them. And then um, they made a crazy block on a Mueller shot and et cetera. So there was, there was, uh, Tesha should have had a second goal, you know, but, but I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad since it came at this time and I'm glad we, we came out aggressive from the beginning. We're pressing. We, um, Tesha, yeah, that was, uh, it wasn't a quote unquote hard, hard goal, but he, he made his luck. You know, he, he read that play right. It was a bad pass backwards. And then he had a nice finish. 
And then Nani, Nani destroyed Kubo, man. More like he had Kubo on his culo. He was on the ground. I was just terrible. I mean, he was he embarrassed him. That was a fantastic, fantastic goal. He was on it all match. And I think we, we control things in the midfield a lot too. Then I'm a Yeah, and uh Cleon, uh I know Eddie Eddie, you're you're freezing up there a little bit. So Cleon, what did you think about the game? Yeah, they the the press the press was just destroying, destroying FC Cincinnati, bro. And and uh, I don't know what's going on with that back line they got going on, but um, Nick Haglin, bro, thank you for being trash because he absolutely, I mean, I mean, that was terrible, bro. I, I've seen the last two games there, and like, uh, poor FC Cincinnati fan. It was a, it was a guy apparently somebody bought my tickets at like my my extra two tickets at like uh, double price. I was like, he's got to be FC Cincinnati fan. Who, who the, who the heck else wants to see this team? Poor guy, I felt bad for him, bro. It was like thirty seconds in, he scored. Looking the look on his face, him and his old father, they look so they they just look beaten. And he was like, he was like, y'all scoring about four or five today. <laughs> yeah, bro. But, so, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was it was just it was just that that press was just destroying them, destroying them. They just had they had no chance, no chance, bro. Eddie, go ahead and finish up. You were there uh, kind of freezing up and moved, went on with Leon. But go ahead and finish up what you were talking. Yeah, I, I'm not sure where, where, I, where I left off and frozen. Hey, you know, this this world virtual internet sometimes, you know, has some problems. But um, but ultimately, look, I, I'm just saying I'm happy with the football we're playing. That press, like Leon said, was killing them. That midfield was a problem. They kept at, – at some point in the, in the match, they just kept trying to go over the top. We were playing a high line like always – but they kept trying to go over the top and they maybe had one good chance where they had a chip that went too far. And other than that, Pedro was just playing sweeper keeper because he was so bored back there. He had no action. And, uh, and we, the press was killing him. Tesho was pressing like a devil. Whatever people thought Don Dwyer pressed, Tesho actually presses like that. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he had a pretty good match actually. And, uh, and I'm just happy though, the football we played and I thought we could have had a few more goals that were more clinical, but, but we, we, we took it to them, and like like Urso said, someone had to pay the bill. They were they were due. Give me my money. Exactly. Well, something that you mentioned with the um, Pedro Gillespie, there was one offsides. I don't know if you guys saw where the guy tried to chip him. He, and he, he still, he still he got the save. He still yeah. got the save. He's, he got some ups, man. And and he's got he those got some uh, ups. Got he's those got tentacles those, on there. Yeah, he's got those uh nineteen what the you know nineteen nineties Michigan Fab Five shorts on too. <laughs> you guys noticed that, right? He's got yeah. some baggy shorts. Alex Ryder, tell me what you thought about the game. Um, this game historically has kind of cemented the legacy of FC Cincinnati as our slump buster. Um, going back, especially at home, looking back historically. 2019 our worst losing streak of three games which the fact that 2019 losing streak was only three games actually is kind of surprising but um was interrupted by our biggest win over not only of the season but over fc cincinnati at home with a 5-1 win and i think this match was a lot a lot in the same vein when i was talking to the again the fc cincy soccer talk guys um the the big theme they had was 
oh, you guys get a couple of passes up the middle, press your midfield, and you guys are going to steal from us. And that's, they were very accepting of that. And it, it, it felt weird because I, I saw that pain in their eyes and I'm like, I know that pain. I've been that person. <laughs> yeah. I've known this, I've known this heartache and I've known what it feels like to see a team out there that doesn't feel good. And it's good to see these guys. I, I, I know people were a little scared. Oh, we don't, we don't have goals. I was even scared when I'm going into this, like, does this group have it in them to score goals into like it like was said earlier take care of business and they did they went out there they played very very well they they got it going quickly they demoralized them very early on and they just honestly they were having fun with it for a while a little while but they were putting in a lot of efforts I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about some of the efforts I liked out there later, but it was nice to see that. It, it, it was nice to get some of the players that we need to get back out there, out there. Even if Jao was only out there for a little while, it was great to see him out there. Great to see him perform and integrate. I thought it was very interesting that Huan was the one that they took off for him, but that was, that was a lot of fun to see. And it was good to push with lots of goals and, we could have gotten a couple more, but it was nice to get those three and make it so that I was right. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> nice. You're right. Now talking about business, Alex, uh, you mentioned business, you know, is this Orlando city team? Let me ask you guys this. Is this Orlando city team finally a team that we can say, Hey, when we need to beat these lower rate teams, like FC Cincinnati, or I don't want to say Nashville, but, you know, Colorado Rapids or some of these, the smaller teams that aren't as good. Are we finally in business saying, hey, the teams that we need to win, we're going to win. And the teams that we might lose or play harder, we get a tie or try to win and do things. Do, do you guys think that we've gotten to this point already for the teams that we need to win? We're winning like we did yesterday against SC Cincinnati. Playing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's looking like it to me, bro. It's looking like it's even going back to last year that's what it's looking like i mean because we, we all have guys out we had guys out all last year and uh we still we just weren't losing we just were not losing to these teams and it's like every every week you're waiting for you're waiting for them to uh for an upset really and it and it just and it just hasn't been happening so um i mean like i guess i'll have to wait for a few more games um because like i said i'm including last year too we basically have the same team um so I'm, while I'm waiting for a few more games just to confirm, but right now it, it, it looks to be that way. It looks like when we need to handle our business, we're handling our business against, against these teams. You can't, if you're going to compete and you're going to contend, you just, you can't, you just can't lose to FC Cincinnati at home. You can't even drop points to them at home. It's just, it's not something you should be doing. It shouldn't be happening. And um, like I said, last week, as I said, there needs to be a minimum of three goals in this game because they're horrible. And, um, they got out there and they did just that. I mean, we could have had five, but you know, they 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 got out there. They did what they had to do. Three zero win. Take it back to the house. Three points, and it's all good. All right, Eddie. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that that's the case. This is a good squad. We got pretty deep. 
into the playoffs last year, right? The semis. We got to the final. The MLS is back. We should we should expect this. This is a playoff team. It's not it's not if it's a playoff team. This is a playoff team for sure. Anything anything short of a deep deep run or real contention is going to be to me uh, uh you know a down you know something of a downer. I expect high things from this club. Look how deep we are. Look at how many players who aren't starters who are performing really well like starters right now. And um, and Poppy's only lost one match at home since he's taken over, and that was against Nashville in the decision day. That was it. That was and that was a fluke stoppage time. We do not lose at home, and we're not dropping points to Cincinnati at home. We just it just doesn't happen anymore. Alex, what are your thoughts on this? Is Orlando City become a? Is it handling its business when it's supposed to? Uh, to speak t- candidly, yes, yes, they are, and I'm glad to see it. I think I know where this question came from a little bit because there was a little bit of chatter online about, oh, we should have gotten more minutes for some of the younger guys. We should have gotten minutes for the guys that we haven't seen a lot yet. I don't want to just give out minutes for the sake of giving out minutes. Let's go out there and win. Let's put the best 11 out there every week that based on who we have, based on who is healthy, based on who has had minutes based on who is the best fit to play against a club. And the club that we put out there this week was the best 11 available based on who was, who was available, who was match fit and who could put the most hurt on FC Cincinnati. And we saw that we saw them. We saw the line, the back four crush FC Cincinnati keep them from really like they were, we were saying Pedro didn't even have to touch the ball. Like after he did, we did do again, did the building out of the back thing, but they learned the lesson from last week and did, did a lot better. Didn't give up any dumb passes inside the 18. We didn't, we put it built out of the back, did a couple of those passes, used the speed on the outside Ruan, um, in particular, was pretty problematic this week, including, I know this wasn't the most memorable play, but he he cuts across to collect a ball that had been put into the box from the right, and he cuts all the way to the left using his speed and puts it back into play from the left, and it almost resulted in a goal. This was using speed this was using the power that we already have in our lineup to get three points and get it definitively so that we didn't have to overexert ourselves we don't have to throw the the second bench players out there because our attackers are so tired nani didn't didn't have to overexert himself because he just put people on their butt I disagree with you, you know, uh, Alex. And um, in, in what regard? Uh, about what the online thing with people. Listen, Cincinnati's a team that basically just came from a 5 uh, 0 uh, loss to New York City the week before. We talk about Orlando City, and we've talked about it here. There's a lot of depth on this team, correct? Yeah. Uh, we got a big game coming up next week against New York City, SC. I honestly, Nani could have been Benji. Put Benji in there in his spot. Tesho, 
could have been where Benji Benji could have been where Tesho is. Chris Mueller, uh, you could have had somebody else in there. My point is, is you're going to get to the point. We got two tough games coming up. We got New York City, and we have who just won basically against Philadelphia, two nil, and we got Toronto, the week who is playing at our home stadium at, at Explorer. That's who, how they're using. But my main point is start resting. We're going to go into in the fifth or sixth week. Nani's going to be tired. And who are we playing against? We're going to be playing against top-tier teams. If you look at Europe, we go, I go back to Europe all the time. These teams don't have the same players. We talk about depth. We have depth, okay? Andes Perea, he could have started. Instead of Mendes, okay, bring in Mendes in the 70th minute or something. This game we we should have won. If if we're if Oscar Poppy is a great coach, okay, then everybody's on the same boat as him, okay. Everybody's going to press at what they were doing with the starters, the 11 that were there against Cincinnati. Whoever would have started would have done the same exact thing. My point is, is we're going to get to the point we're going to burn out. Nani's 34 years old. Yes, he has two goals already. I've had him as the MVP. Uh, and I said that at the beginning of the season preview. I said that he was going to kick butt and he was going to be showing it off this year. And so far, he's doing it. Okay? But if you start getting him tired, I mean, the guy played the whole 95 minutes in this game. Okay? Next week, he's going to have to go play, especially against New York and during training this week. We need to use – if we are – we have depth. We need to use our players that we have. From Andres Perea, we can use – we have plenty of debt. So that's my thing is let's use it. FC Cincinnati was not a good team, and we're just saying now, we just said that it looks like we can handle business against these smaller teams that aren't good, okay? Hey, let's use it. Let's use our debt to play against these smaller teams, and let's give the good big guys – that are our main stars, a little bit of rest. They, yeah, that doesn't mean they don't have to be on the 18th. They still can be on the 18th, but come in in the 70th minute, 80th minute. You know, that's my – I disagree. I think we should start resting some of the players. Yes, this is game three. I don't care what it is. But we're getting big stretch coming in with some tough games. I don't see Donnie playing all the next games, you know, all of them. The guy will be tired, okay? Mauricio, have him start. He hasn't played in the last two. So that, that's my thing. Uh, Go ahead, Clint. I, I, was, I was with you. I was with you until I realized you were saying not to start. At first, I thought you meant we should just bring guys in. Or we should have brought guys in earlier. But just to clarify, you're saying they, these guys shouldn't have started? Like Nani? Some of them. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm not putting. Tesha, we could have Benji in there instead of Tesha. Save Tesha. We don't know what's going on with Pato. Okay. Nani, okay, Chris Mueller. But say, my point is, is the older guys that we have, they're not going to last all, all this whole season if we're playing them all the time. FC Cincinnati's the team. It's like saying, you know, uh, the Orlando Magic are playing against the, the top team, the Denver Nuggets in the NBA, okay? Or Brooklyn Nets or somebody. You're going to keep your good guys. Yeah, you can bench them, Okay. In soccer, you can bench him and then bring him in later. So give the opportunity. You're going to beat him anyways. You're going to beat mm, Cincinnati anyways. Know, can I say but something to so, that? Um, yeah, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead, uh, Alex. Um, the, it, I, one part of, of your argument in particular that I agree with, and this is something that 
has particularly been a little confusing to me in the first three games. And I, I know Oscar's got his own strategy going, but one thing I've noticed is he's not making a lot of substitutions until the seven, 70th minute, basically. I mean, if you look at historically, he brings in, he takes the tired guys off, the people that you know are have put in a full matches work and need to come off and aren't going to, it's not going to benefit them. He, he takes them, doesn't take them off till the 70th minute. I mean, look at, um, we, for example, going back to this week, we didn't even take um, Tesho off until the 85th minute. You're right about that. I will agree with you wholeheartedly. We need to get these guys in there, but let's do it a little earlier. I'm talking yeah, yeah. when it comes to starting players, let's start our best 11. Mm-hmm. Let's not put in players that aren't of starting caliber as starters. Bring them in as relief. Yeah. You don't put in, in baseball, you don't put in your um, backup pl- pitchers. You don't put in your bullpen as starting pitchers every week. You put in your starters. And if you don't, if one of your starters goes down, you next man up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with Alex, I'm with Alex and Cleon. I think we just needed to that 80. We took Mauricio out in the 58th, 60th minute, which made sense given that you yeah. know, match fitness. But but I me, mean, Tesho was was like running like a devil on match. I'm surprised he lasted that long. 85th mm-hmm. minute, um, we got Huan came out, which Huan was busy touchline to touch end to end. I mean, yep. I, I'm glad they took him out. Um, cause he's a guy who could get soft muscle injuries mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um, Urso is one of our older guys, you know, and he had just scored too. And then, then they finally took Tesho out. So if I was, if I, you know, there were three, nothing, we were up three, nothing at that point. It was a lot more secure and two, nothing, but I think two, nothing is, is good enough where, where if you, you're worried that if you're putting guys in the 70th, 75th minute, even I'm not saying 60th. But 70, 75th minute, if you're worried about blowing a 2 nothing lead, then your depth isn't as good as it really is, it is on paper. You should, you should have enough depth and trust in them where you, could, you can take a 2 nothing lead to conclusion and keep that victory. So I think we should have brought them in earlier, but I don't think we should have started them. The reason is, uh, yes, New York City lost 5 nothing, but it, sometimes the teams like that, get, this is MLS, the team goes 5 nothing, like San Jose loses 5 nothing, and next week they win 3 nothing. It's a wild league. Things happen. We needed to have our starters get chemistry, get minutes, get working together, get playing with Mauricio, right? And get going because, like you said, we have tough matchups. We need to be informed. We need to get more clinical. We need to get, we need to be come back into just memory and not thinking and just playing. And uh, you need reps and minutes. So all these guys, you guys are saying basically. Not to ever rest players, just let them play. No, 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 no. You, you, Start your best gonna, 11 based on who's in fitness. And most of, and I think actually most of Europe, they actually, most of Europe, I think nine out of 11 most of the time are, uh, and they play, they play three times a week all the time over there. And I still think nine, 10 out of 11 are, are every week players. If you When watch. we get I mean, look into... at I me, mean, Alex likes Liverpool. They just throw out Mane and Salah every single week and never rest them. And, and, uh, and um, what's I'm talking so, about a 34 year old player. And yeah. No, but I'm look, this is, I'm going to get to that, JJ. Well, yeah. I'm talking about, well, Urso, Urso, I mean, this year, if he plays less than 50 minutes, he's going to think it's an easy, easy season anyways. I mean, 50 games, because he, he played a ton last year. I do think we need to watch them. I do think we have 
we have depth. What I'm saying is there's going to be opportunities, but right now we need to get winning. We need to get chemistry. There's going to be opportunities for it. And uh, for example, Nani's not going to make a big road trip. He's not going to travel a lot. He's probably not going to play on turf. So there's already chances to, to, to let him go. Nani in the first match came out pretty early, remember? So um, there's, there's chances where you, you can do that. Um, you, you're going to have opportunities to play these guys. And first of all, they want Ayas over Tesha. We don't even know if Ayas is, as much as we like this take, we don't even know if Ayas is good in this league yet or if he and plays we, the way they want it. We don't even know. We just assume he's good because Tesho, Tesho had a goal and he had a pretty good game. He still missed some sitters, but he, he's pretty, he's a pretty, he's a pretty, you know, his ceiling and floor ain't that, that far apart. It isn't that much upside with Tesho. So everyone just assumes Ayas' gas has to be better, but we don't know that. Oscar sees these guys. So to me, getting Nani Mueller, Mauricio, even Tesho at this point, and Mendes and Urso working on that pairing and and um, it, out there is important right now, important for this stretch because we, we can't go. These next two games, we could take zero points, and it won't be unreasonable. It won't be unreasonable. If we're out here, if you see the first two matches and you see a bunch of bricks, bad passing, um, bad passing in the final third, lack of goals, and he talked about it all week. Then in order in order to to get that, in order to get a shooter sco- sh- scoring, making baskets, you got to shoot. So you got to get your guys out there who you need to step up. You need to give them minutes in order to do so. And I don't think you could take the chance. Oscar's not that that uh, you know he's not going to just disrespect your team like that. And then think, well, we got it guaranteed. And after you've gone two games with just one goal. I would argue we had to win. We had to win this one. Yeah, and I would argue that we also. I I I don't think JJ. I don't think we're getting the people in there to get them minutes as much as you would like. But Oscar's peppering it in there. Look at Joey Desart. Last two games, he's come in in relief. He hasn't had. He hasn't gotten a ton, but he's gotten out there and proven that he can at least not embarrass himself for ten minutes. Look at. Um. I mean, Alvarado got out there. Ayas got out there for Tesho. Tesho comes off pretty consistently between the 70th and 80th minute so far this year. And then, I mean, just this week, Eddie, you were talking on Twitter about how when Tesho came out for Sylvester Vandewater, he he looked great. He looked like he can, he can be a real problem for defenses. Mm-hmm. And when we come into these bigger stretches of games, I trust Oscar to using these substitutions to see, okay, we're going to have matches, midweek matches, weekend matches where, oh, Tesho's played so many minutes. We know that he's probably tired. Let's start Vandewater in his place. He's going to, he's going to be able to hold his own. He's going to be able to create chances. Same thing with a couple of the other guys we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. We know we have depth and we're going to use it, but I'm not going to early in the season when we've only played three games, let's, let's get, let's get the ball rolling. The first two games, the ball wasn't rolling. We kept, we kept you at it. And we just, going. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Boots going. So ultimately JJ, yes, we need to rotate the players. Yes. We need to look at Urso and Nani specifically. They played so much and they're older, but but we I think the the reason is we don't need to do it yet is because we needed this win we needed to start scoring to get momentum to get in a form for these tough opponents and there's going to be opportunities for it and that's why I said who is the most important player this year I I, I it wasn't a cop out when I said Oscar because man management 
is going to be crucial. He has so many people he need, they're going to come to get minutes. Ayas and Alvarado looked like someone ran over their puppy. They looked devastated they didn't get a minute, you know? So he's going to have to figure this out. Good, because they, they looked down. Once all those, Desard and Motinho, he came in and brought two defensive subs. Those guys look devastated. So he's got to get them some minutes at some point. But this is a good club, and it's going to be, you got to fight for minutes. And it's going to be interesting how, how we see that going forward. But it needs to happen. I'm just saying right now, uh, I'm fine with it not happening. But I do think the subs should have been sooner. Late June, early July, when we've got between June 19th and July 7th, we've got five games in a very short span of time. That's when we're going to get to see this. That's when we're going to get to really put our guys to the test and look at the guys that are, that are going to be tired. I mean, we're going to have two weeks off in the beginning of June, but even then those, some of these guys are going to go away on international. They're going to come back and we're going to have to see who who's our best 11 when we've got three games in eight days. And I trust Oscar to do that. I trust him wholeheartedly to do that. Will we feel the same way when we draw a couple games in a row? Who knows? We, we, I think we needed this though. All right. We should. Let's go on to the next one. I'm talking about João Montinho and Mauricio. Those guys came back on their returns. Mauricio uh, played about 60 minutes and then was subbed on by Andres Perea. And then João Montinho came on for uh, Juan, who uh, basically moved Kyle Smith onto the right back and then had Montinho onto the left back, but he only played about five to 10 minutes on that. Uh, these are big returns, guys, um, for Mauricio, who basically they were looking at his minutes and uh, trying to get him back into game fit. And then Joao, who basically uh, came in and uh, played a little bit to get his feet wet. What do you guys think about the returns of these guys? Alex Ryder. It was, I, I was glad to see both. I having, uh, you know, just on the bench last week was great to see him make the trip to see him be considered. I know that they were a little, they were probably a little bit more hesitant, put him last week in when it was a one, one draw late in the game. And we wanted to you heard here first by me. Um, I Twitter, I did call it out. Just had to say that. What's that? That I did say he was going to be on the 18. Yeah, oh yeah, no, you 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 were. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're you're right. You're getting the concept. I love that. Love that for you. Um, the the just they obviously didn't want to use him when we were when we were honestly hanging on to a draw that we had gotten so late. But this was the match that it was good to just trot him back out there. Didn't want to send him out as a starter. Didn't want to push him too hard just wanted to give him back some minutes and slowly reintroduce him I'm sure that we'll see this pattern over the next couple of weeks and the number of minutes are going to increase and the person coming in is going to increase and, and maybe next week instead of um uh, Ruan it's going to be Kyle or or who knows how they're going to change up the lineup so that they can slowly introduce him back in but I don't think he is a full shoe in as a every week starter and it's good to get him going now because like we were talking about earlier we've got a lot of games in a short amount of time in the up coming up in june so we've got four more matches in yeah four more matches in may 
that will allow us to really do that. And I, I would not be surprised by the time Toronto comes to town on May 22nd, if he finally makes it into the starting 11. Mauricio, obviously, going 60 for him was actually pretty nice. It was great to see him back. He he definitely um, lived up to the let's increase the goal percentage once again, because um, our goals per game was at 0.5 before, and it is now at 1.3. So that that statistic keeps holding its own, but he... I, I, it was good to see him back. Good to see him controlling a lot of what the midfield did. And I, I don't remember any notable passes that he made, but he definitely was a controlling presence again, which is nice. I, I uh, speak. Yeah, no, I was, I was happy to see both of them back. Mauricio made an impact right away. He made the initial pass to get Techo that led to the back pass for the goal, you know? And if you watch him, they, they play smoother with him, a lot more one-touch passing. There's an outlet, whether it's Nani out wide or Mauricio, and it's impactful in so many ways. And there were so many balls where, where he, he had in the midfield and was just spraying passes left and right. For example, look at the one where Chris Muir got the shot blocked, right? I mean, Mauricio gets it. Mauricio pass sprays it out perfectly onto Nani's chest, right? Nani, Nani pulls it back to Mueller, and it, it was just great defensive play. Nobody did anything wrong, but that was initiated because of Mauricio pass, you know. And uh, Joao, was, it was great to see him. He looked spry, a lot of quick little one-touch passing where he helped in possession. He looks good, and I think the difference between Joao and uh, Kyle, a left back, is uh, Joao uh, offers a little more verticality with the passing. And he tried a ball over the top to Nani, was just a little bit, you know, maybe Nani in the 20th minute gets to it. But the 90th minute, you know, he didn't get to it. But that's another option to stretch the defense from the top. So I'm, I'm glad to see Joao back. But 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 we had we had a, a spirited debate on the whole on the whole resting or not resting players, right? So JD, you gave us your thing, Cleon. Well, where are you out on that? Just resting the players, or do you, going forward, do we start these guys, or where do where's your position on that? Yeah, going back for that, it's just my whole. My whole my whole theory on that is you you don't especially in MLS where teams are so close and bench players and starter players there's not that much of a difference when you start because FC Cincinnati sucks and then you're like okay we're going to start all our backups to me that's how you end up dropping points when you when you start bringing your team down to closer to another team's level it's like uh, my my only disagreement with that was as far as I feel like guys should have got more minutes especially in a game that was not close um like Nani definitely should have came out earlier well he should have came out or um earlier whatever uh Tesho for all the running he did he definitely should have came out earlier especially if you're gonna have to be starting him with uh Pato out um so I, I feel like he definitely could have got some guys in there much earlier than he did um Tesho I mean he normally pulls Tesho in like 60 60 65th minutes when he normally starts him and he normally doesn't run for as hard as he did uh, for that amount of time. Like he normally starts burning out much earlier. Um, so I, it was it was just surprising for me. But for me, I'm I'm with you guys on that. With as far as you don't don't bring your team down to another team's level. You put your best eleven out there, um, and yes, you do rotate them out of there sooner, especially guys like Nani and things like that. Um, as far as the, the guys coming back into the team, uh, Jao and, and uh, uh, even Janssen, we haven't really spoke about him, but he, I mean, he was available. 
uh, he didn't get in, but um, I, I don't know that back line, that back line is playing so well right now. It's like, I don't, I don't know how that's a tough decision. To, I'm like, uh, Joao, he's, he's a much better player than Kyle Smith, but um, I mean, with the, with the way that team's clicking right now and defensively, that's a, that's a tough call. That's a tough call to just uproot it right now with, I mean, we've given up one goal through three games and it was a fluke <laughs> and it was like half of it was on Pedro um, with just, you know, just not clearing the ball out and, you know, putting, putting Carlos in a bad spot really. Um, so that, that's a tough call, man. Like I, I don't next game. I really don't know what, to, what they should be doing back there. Uh, like you said, Joao, he's, he's, he gives a lot in the attack. Um, he's pretty solid defensively too. Um and and Rodrigo, uh, him and him and Carlos, they've been they've been excellent back there, man. So I mean, that's it's it's a tough call to uproot that. Uh, Mauricio coming right stepping right back in, to me that's a given. Because um, I mean, in, in the attack, I mean it's not even there's there's not even close. Um, and and we had been struggling to to you know to to create goals uh, thus far. So him stepping right back in, that to me that's a given. The other two guys. Um, that that's a tough call. That's a tough call for me. I'm not sure what they. I'm not even honestly not sure what they should do next game, as far as uh, bringing those guys in back on route. I think uh, I think uh, João. Once again, I'm with you, Cleon. I don't think uh, Mauricio definitely. Mauricio definitely. You got to you got to put him in the middle. I mean, he's the the uh, the, the point guard basically for the mm-hmm. soccer team. You know, you got to put him in. João Kyle Smith has done a great job at left back you got to give credit to him i mean a guy that's actually more of a right back and doing what he's doing at left back you got to give credit to the guy and sligo man rodrigo is just <clears throat> that's what i expected him last year to be what he is right now with the way he's been playing and uh, i mean you got three defenders that are great i mean robin we know what robin does we know what antonio carlos does and, and people that are saying you know hey antonio carlos gave up that goal technically you know we play from the back we we see that all the time we're playing from the back and pedro like you said when i gave that bad it was it was more pedro's fault than as mm-hmm. carlos's so i mean but the, those if it wasn't for that mistake and pedro would kick that ball we, we probably would have won one nothing in that game and right now we wouldn't be talking about five points we'd be talking about seven points you know and uh right there on the top but you definitely João. And Robin, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you, Cleon. I until somebody makes a mistake, don't don't fix. Don't have what, what's the saying? Don't fix don't, what's not broken. If it broken, ain't broke, exactly. don't fix it. Yeah, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. And right now, it's not broken. So I I definitely would keep what we have. I mean, yes, it, uh, Kyle did the two two lost two balls trying to dribble it, trying to do something. Yeah. But hey, Juan would have done the same thing. You know, or somebody else would have done the same thing. You, you can't, you can't put him the blame on that. But he, the way he's been playing, I mean, he made. I mean, look, he made a run yesterday. Not need the flick, and then this and that. I mean, it, I'm sorry, but Kyle to me is playing great. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, go on. yeah, go ahead, Kim. I, I, my, my thing is, it's. Uh, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously, if Joao is healthy, at some point we need to get him back. He's one of our better players when healthy. He needs to get back in that lineup. But as of right now, I feel like Cal Smith, in my opinion, is playing 
better than his actual talent level. So until until that balances back out and he comes back down to earth, I guess you can say, uh, you kind of return to the mean. Yeah, until until he returns to the mean, I feel like in this meantime, while he's playing above his head, in my opinion, no no offense, Mister Mister Taxman, <laughs> but um, uh, you you might just have to hold it for now, man. And and hey, like I said, what about if, legal, what about if he, he doesn't go back down to his mean? What about if he is? Then it then that, I mean then that is what it then is. Then it's great. I mean, we have two great players. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Left> back. <laughs> yeah. Right now, right now, look in sports, it's not it's not out of the ordinary to go with the hot hand. You know, look at Man City or whatever, right? Look at Phil Foden and you know, look at Raheem Sterling. You know, he led the team in goals last year. He's nowhere to be found, basically, right? These things happen, and it it, it sucks you lose your job through injury, but the best uh, you know ability sometimes is availability, right? So well, Jog her yeah. and Yuri and stuff like that. Like I don't see Yuri walking into this either. Like why? Oh, absolutely Sebas not. Is playing, definitely not. Sebas Sebas that's Sebas. Uh, that's Urso, not even a consideration. <laughs> There's only one spot open in that midfield. Urso is always locked in, in my opinion. And then Mauricio, untouchable, right? And then what has Sebas? Sebas hasn't played. A, you know that. I mean that yellow card looked bad. I, it was worse than replay than I thought the stadium because <laughs> it was on the other. It was like facing the other way. It was yeah. bad. It was bad, but um, but other than that, he hasn't put a wrong foot forward. Basically, mm-hmm. he's been very mm-hmm. good, and um, and uh, and then and Perea, when he comes in has been excellent too. I mean, he's taken another step up. Perea is just such a you know like that header that could that go from Urso. I mean, Perea the intelligence to get a defense. Look, look who was in the box in that play, right? Tesho falls on the ground one times it out to 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 Nani who left foot one times it. Perfect cross, far post. You know what a great pass. Perea put cushions it back. Who ends in the six yard box? Benji, the right winger, is in the uh, or I guess I was a strike. I think it was a right winger at that time. He was in the box on the left, and then the the def- other defensive midfielder, Urso, is in the box at the same time. So it's just it's just cool cool to see that. So you know, Yuri can't walk in here, and as uh, Jansen, just Jansen deserved to not to lose jobs. He done anything wrong? No, as as um. Is Jao, I think, capable of more than Kyle? Sure, but like you guys said, we're at 0.33 goals per ma- per game. One goal off a of fluke. Kyle, Kyle in the Atlanta match, the part I was critiquing, he was he, there was too much space. He was getting beat by, by quickness. But since then, he's just turned into like a thug and just runs people over and shows them out of bounds. I love he's it. He's body so, shotting people like crazy. He's body shotting people. He's out there, you know, IRS just taking them people out and handcuffs. Uh, <laughs> and he's been he he's closed down the space. He hasn't been a problem. And then Poppy finally let him get forward against SKC late, and he's been good. We don't get this, the goal against SKC unless but Kyle makes that run. And Kyle made another run where it, it, he passed it back over to Tesho, and if Tesho, Tesho bricked it. I mean, it hit off his chest. He panicked and skied it. That should have been a goal too. You know, so that was Kyle going forward. So, you know, before he was offensively was, was useless basically, but now he's allowed to go forward, and I think he's just gotten comfortable on the left, and he's been useful. So it's it's crazy to think before the season started that, hey, when Joao and Jansen are available, they're just not going to just walk right in. But you got to consider it as crazy as it is, you know. And a lot of people love Jansen, but but I, I think I think I'm with you guys. Let's play the hot hand right now, you know. Because you know there's going to be growing pains. Yeah, Joao hasn't played in a long time, you know. And dude, can we? You know, if they're playing hot, maybe we just wait to one of those those midweek matches. And if Joao puts in a good performance, then 
you know, like just play the hot hand, basically. I don't know. I don't think that's the wrong thing to do. Well, let's go to hot hands. Let's go to studs and duds. <laughs> so yeah. studs. Nice transition there. Well done. <laughs> I know. That's a segue right there. Yeah, there you go. Studs and duds. I'll yeah. go first. Uh, go for it. My stud for this game was the one and only my MVP goal, school, goal scorer that I predicted uh, for the year that everybody laughed at. Uh, that, oh, you guys, are, you're crazy. How is he going to be MVP? He's going to be Nani. So, yes, MVP, Nani, my guy, the Portuguese, Michael Jackson. He is the stud. <laughs> what? <laughs> because of the hair? He is the stud. Yeah. Have you seen him make his moves? He does a little oh, yeah, yeah, play yeah. Oh, <laughs> And does okay. a Kizomba. Yeah. So, uh, oh, okay. if you guys say, that look up Kizomba, if you guys okay. look it up. I wasn't sure nice dance, was. actually. It's a, it's a, like the Lombada, but more sexier. Uh, so you learned something here. Oh, that was awesome. lines did. <laughs> and uh, my dud, my dud, I'm actually going to give it to Pedro Galese. And the reason why, you guys didn't see that he did another mistake again. He gave it quickly to Antonio Carlos, who Antonio Carlos almost lost the ball again from the back. He didn't learn from last week. Oh, look oh, it up. Okay. You see, I it. did not see Carlos, that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have Carlos, said what I said earlier. <laughs> and Carlos yeah. had to kick it away and lost it, it and kicked it, it out of bounds. Yes, but look at it. It, it comes. Uh, it's in the first half. It's in the first half, and I, I want to say it's like in the probably between the thirtieth and fortieth minute. Oh, I but think yeah. you're talking about when his pass got blocked. Because remember, no, no, no. one of his passes got blocked. Oh yeah, one of his passes got blocked too. But he passed yeah. it to. Uh, to Antonio Carlos again, and the guy was right on top of him, and Antonio just had to keep it away. Was so it like, within the 18 the, box when he passed yeah, it? Yeah, it was, in the, it was in, in the 18 box again. Yep. Yeah. Look at look at it. And then my thing was, why are you doing it again? Didn't you learn from last week? <laughs> you know? And exactly. I, and that's the thing. They, they, they want to play from the back all the time, and these teams are going to start pressuring, and they're going to start learning to well, cover these guys. Look, as an Arsenal fan, I'm telling you, people, d- d- these out-of-the-back people, it's like a cold or something. I don't know if, like, Croy haunts them or something. But they, they have to, like, keep doing it, and they just give up dumb goals all the time. I, I It's beautiful when it's pulled off, but the risk-reward is maddening to me. You know, 17 passes backwards in your own 18-yard box. and, and then well, you finally That's what even happened to Cincinnati. That's how Texas yeah, yeah. scored, basically, yeah. technically. You know? Yeah, technically, but yeah. All right, Eddie, who's your studs and duds? That's a bit harsh on a dud, but I, I get your point. To, to me, I don't really have a dud. I mean, I, I, I think yeah, the subs should have been earlier. But, you know, if you got to pick someone, that, that makes sense. Uh, um, man, studs, I thought the whole back line played well, really well, all four of them. You know, so they, 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 were, they were fantastic. The defense, I thought a dud moment, I think, or a portion of the game, Huan got, got up a lot. Right, he put in a great cross to to Urso. That you know, Urso needs to do a little more with some of these crosses. It's it's tough. It happens, but um, I thought there was a couple times where he didn't make the right pass or make the right pass soon enough in the box. You know, I want Huran. Huran still needs development in the final third to make that right pass. You know, Mueller Mueller hasn't been like fantastic this start of this year, right? I'm not saying he's a dud, but but um, if Vanderwater gets some minutes over him, I'm not upset right now. You know, if any of the the starting, you know, any of the wingers. Um, but stud, I'm going to give it to, to Nani. You know, Nani was, was amazing. That Not just because of that goal. If you watch that pullback, I said it earlier about me, to Mueller. Mauricio, when Mauricio almost got hurt, almost absolute dime by Nani. Benji fell down in a box. You know, normally he falls down after he shoots. He fell down before he shot this time. 
and that was another dime by Nani. And Nani was all over the place and did, did well. I mean, I love how good well Antonio Carlos reads the game. How many balls did he intercept in front? You know, all of them. All the defenders did that. And then Huan, the, the goal for Nani, that was Huan who read the play, came up and stole it, and got it going forward. So that's what I kept trying to go over the top. Anything in the ground, we were just reading it and sending it right back. So that, that was just good to see. And um, But that's it. I get stuck to Nani. Sebos was great again. Urso, great goal. And, um, you know, um, that's it. The back line, Nani. Most of the team are studs. That's all I got. All right. Ryder. Uh, I, I, I've been convinced um, out of my original stud, and I'm going to give it to Nani. Um, I, I, not only did I like that goal where he, he turned a, lo- a wall of people into basically his own little place to shoot, and, but also pulled an incredible moment where he embarrassed the entire lineage of an FC Cincinnati defender. But I also liked the creativity because we almost got another, it, it, it didn't get as appreciated because it didn't go in, but we almost got another back heel into the goal. He got a ball in and he almost put it, put it in off his foot again and it hit the post. No, that was, was, that was a header. Was it a header? I thought it went off the back of his foot. No, it was a header. header. It was a header. He had to hit the post. Yeah, it was a header. It was, you know. Either way, it's just getting so, so close to these beautiful goals and looking to find something out of nothing. It's what we need out of him, even if he's not going to be out there every single match or every single minute like he was last year. I mean, the funny thing about him is he still gets aggravated. When you try and take him off, when you try and take him off, he is not happy. So he's my stud. Um, I don't really have a dud. Um, Honestly, I was going to originally give Ron my stud because I liked all the energy out of him. But then Eddie talking about him um, reminded me the dud, and this has been for the past two weeks, is his right foot. Because when he shoots, he, it just doesn't look like it's, got any chance whatsoever he's in good spaces to make those because he's so stinking fast but poor guy can't shoot and put enough finesse on on the ball to i think that shot was a shaft it wasn't it was a when he fell was it a pass or a shot he had three people in the well box. no he, no it was, I, it was I actually a think shot. he was shooting i'm pretty sure he was shooting he, he, it was, he was shooting and he sure fell down he pulled a benji michelle and fell down well, when he shot those, you know that's why he missed last week at SKC. He didn't fall down. But, um, <laughs> but th- that was of all three choices, four choices, because he had three players. That was the worst one. Like if Ruan, if there are people in the box, don't shoot. Just we love you. We'll, make we'll a little you. extra. As Ted Lasso yeah. says, make the extra I'll, pass. Yeah, exactly. But don't don't shoot, Papa. No, don't do that. Leon. Yeah, uh, the stud. That's easy for me. That's Nani all day to uh, this this game. He was. He was phenomenal. Uh, I don't think anybody was close to him. Uh, Nani all day, all alone, uh, stud. Uh, for Dud, I got to go with, I'm not going to say Poppy was a Dud because it was perfect game plan, but I'm going to say his substitutions, his late substitutions were a yeah. Dud in man management. I'll, I'll say that because uh, like Eddie pointed out earlier, um, Eddie, 
a game like that, you, you can get you can get guys in. You can get guys in a lot early in that 85th minute, um, especially when you already got guys like Nani. Not yes, Nani's going to complain you take him out of a game, but not when he's already scored a goal. You know what I mean? He'll go out. He'll take his little curtain call. Good for the ego. Good for the soul. You know, um, <laughs> he, he's not he's not going to cry too hard about that when he's coming off. He's coming off after scoring a goal. He's not going to cry. Um, but Vanderwater. Is Alvarado, guys like that, man. You you got to get them in. You got to get them in. Like even, I, I feel like a guy like Benji, who he's normally in your rotation anyway, and he's always going to get those minutes. Um, a guy like Chris Mueller, um, he's always going to start. As of right now, he's he's the locked in starter. You pull him off a little early in the game like that, it's whatever. He's going to get over. He's going to be starting the next game. You know what I mean? Um, you're up two to three goals. You can get. You got to get guys like Alvarado. Uh, Vanderwater, Ias, you can get those guys in, man. Even if even if Benji misses the game, he's he's he knows he's gonna play the next game. You know what I mean? So for me, I feel like it was you could do a little better in man management, and you know what I mean? Because they they definitely did show signs of like uh, when when he caught the last three in at eighty fifth, he he thought he was going in, and when he didn't, you can see you can see the like there was there was clear frustration. So uh, I'll give it. I'll give it to Poppy Subs for my dog. Yeah, right. yeah, and look, if it's me, if I mean, if I was man management, I'd be like, we're going like a, a three one five or whatever. Because like, who cares? It look. I, no offense to Joey Desart, but I could care less if he plays a minute. Like exactly, he's, he Desart, wasn't going to so, cry. He wasn't going to cry. He's, if he didn't he's get not going to cry. There's no. There's no upside. We don't need it to develop him into anything. He's going to be a squad player. That's it. Who cares? He's happy to be on the team, bro. Yeah, but Alvarado, <laughs> Ayers, they, they uproot their lives to come over here. Van, uh, Van Water. We can't. We can't give him a, a trash goal. You know. Yeah. It I understand getting Jow in there, and you know Poppy loves himself a, a, a late defensive sub. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you know, if we're up a go or two. Poppy could go eight center backs if they let him. You know, he loves himself a defensive sub. So I get Joao coming in. That made sense, especially how much Huron runs. And um, but uh, but I mean, I, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, like, who who cares if you have one or two midfielders? Like, throw Alvarado in there and just let him do, let him go and. And throw ice in there, and then who cares? Yeah, what just the, throw him a bone, man. Is. You gotta throw yeah, him a bone. I just, just, throw I just thought, bone. yeah, I thought exactly, exactly. I just gotta I say, Clint, yeah, Clan, I gotta. Hey, when you called it uh, Poppy Subs, I don't know if that's some kind of restaurant that we need to get opened, or if hmm. that's just a pub sub that doesn't get that? delivered on time. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> that sounds a little late. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about New York City FC uh, coming into town on Saturday at 6 o'clock on ESPN. They come off a big victory over Philadelphia Union. Uh, They're actually second in the supporter shield right now with six points. Uh, They, I mean, they dominated the game. Yes, I know Philadelphia had Jose Martinez, who got the red card in the 16th minute. But, I mean, they dominated in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is a favorite to be Eastern Conference champions, one of them. And, I mean, when you basically have possession of 66 to basically 33, and then you have uh, shots on goal seven for New York City FC to zero on Philadelphia, and shots 23 to four, whoo, it's time to be careful with this team, New York City yeah, FC. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think about the game? 
you know, Medina scored five in the fifth minute, you know, and then Castellanos uh, scored also. Uh, so it was a 2-0 win for New York City over Philadelphia. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, New York coming into town? I think this is going to be a very good test for Orlando City, Eddie. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think uh, they're in good form right now. They, they, you know, people were worried that maybe they weren't going to be that good because they didn't have any additions. But the, the core they have is really good. Now they have James Sands back, who's healthy now. He's a really, really good, you know, number six defensive midfielder, one of the better ones in the league. He wasn't there for a lot of last year. And Keon Parks is a very good player. And then they, 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 they're fluid too in their formation against uh, against um, Cincinnati. They played a four. Four three two like four three two one four two three one something like that and against against um, Philly they did a three four one two with Maxi as a, like a, a second striker underneath and that's a problem because that little dude pops up everywhere. You got to remember too this team is full of this team is just full of like hard fouling Scandinavians who like always give us problems right and then just Maxi flopping Castellano flopping Medina flopping you know it's a dangerous team they they create chances they create a lot of shots they they they're going to give us some problem with their whip if they do that the fullbacks um Thornton I believe and it, it's up there and Tenerhome is a very good player we, and we they could with those numbers of Parks with Sands with the fullbacks up there they could overwhelm our midfield which is our strength and create some problems and they, they sent in a lot of crosses. They had 19 crosses the last two games. But just like I said last year in the playoff game, and we saw it, they pepper you with shots, man. 23 shots the last two matches. And it, we, we're, we're okay with Cincinnati. We won the possession battle. But that was just at the end, running the clock out. It was pretty close. We're not going to – we're not taking 60% of possession. We're not really that team. We're still kind of we're, – we're, we're kind of more of a counter team. We can be possession, but we haven't been this year. We're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna win the possession battle against NYC. Um, they're gonna. We're gonna have to be really tight, really smart defensively. We're gonna have to be very clinical because I'm not sure how many chances we're gonna get. Because NYC is gonna get a lot of chances. We don't need another big match from Pedro. As great as the NYC um, playoff match was, if Pedro didn't stand on his head, we lose that three to one. You know, because it, that that's the fact. They had a ton of shots. Those two saves against, I mean, a save against Castellanos and Keaton Parks with the with the double save, remember that? So they're, they're going to, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm worried. Um, I'm worried that Maxi's healthy. Um, Sands is healthy. Castellanos is playing well. Medina has three goals in two games. You know, he, he was someone who scored on us in the MLS's back. Uh, this one's I got me a little bit, a little bit, a little bit worried. We have to be sharp in this one for sure. I'm glad it's at home. I will say that we would tend to do much better at home against them than on the road. All right, Ryder. You want a prediction? You want a prediction? Well, well I'll go back, back around with prediction. Ryder, what are your thoughts on the game? Uh, I, I, I'm with Eddie. I'm a little more reserved about this one. This one, I'm definitely scared of. Medina, five shots on goal uh, with three goals. That's with 10 shots total. That's, huh, that's got me a little scared that we need to make sure that he, A, doesn't get to take free kicks and B, isn't given the opportunity to actually put the ball on the net because he gets to put the ball on the net, statistically speaking, it's going to go in. And if this is going to be a test, not only for Pedro, but it's going to be a test for assuming the starting in the starting 11 is the same four guys we've been seeing the past three games on the back line. 
it's going to be a test to see are they a well gelled group are they a well-oiled machine or are they gonna fall apart and cave to this this threatening attack that's coming into our house and that'll be very interesting to see it'll also be very interesting to see if maybe oscar can learn a little bit and think on his feet and if he sees something he doesn't like if he can make subs or as early as he can to counteract what NYCFC is doing. I mean, Eddie, you're talking about a fluid, a fluid formation, a fluid attack strategy. We're not all that fluid, especially in our defense. We proved that we want to play, do this play out of the back to, instead of kicking it all the way to the midline is just throw it to our guy that's just off of the 18. Got to make sure that we don't give up those opportunities where we can give the, their strikers, give their attacking midfielders the opportunity to make make something out of nothing. Can't have those. Got to be sharp. Adjust. Let's not forget, Poppy two matches ago subbed out somebody at halftime. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's and not, I, it, it'll be. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that either way this game. Who was right, it that he subbed out? Uh, yeah. Tesho for Pereira. Ah. Tesho for Pereira. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Cleon. Yeah, this game scares me, honestly, man. Um, New York, since uh, the back half of last season, they've been extremely good. They put a ton of goals in, and, and it's carried over so far this season. Um, yeah, they put up – they lost that first game with D.C. United 2-1. to one, But since then, they've – what? They've they've outscored seven seven zero, um, you know they they won five zero and and what two 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 nothing the last yeah. game, yep. um, you got Cassiano's three goals and assist already. Um, Medina looks like he's finally starting to break out. I guess uh, he he's got three already, like you said. Um, they're taking almost like fifty eight percent possession through through these games. They're getting nineteen shots on goal a game. Um, well, 19 shots at goal the game. Um, they're they're I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm worried. I'm glad this is at home. Um, this will definitely be a test. Um, uh, it, it'll be a battle. It'll be a battle. I, I think I think you'd be looking at a, a rematch of a of a intensity wise, and and um, I, I think you'd be looking at a, a the type of game we had like during the playoff and um. I mean, honestly, you're probably out looking for revenge, a little bit of revenge, too. Showing back up at the scene. Any red cards in this game, you guys think? It, it might be. <laughs> yeah, we got battles. Remember, America. Mauricio got the nice red card in that game? Oh. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's going to get one anytime soon. <laughs> no, Mauricio, Mauricio, Mauricio got the red card against New England. It was Juan who got the red card. Juan got it. Against Thornton or whatever, right? Who, who's the one who uh, – You got to watch that, too. Yeah, Thorson who ran, and Thorson's the one that Schlegel blocked, right? I mean, Thorson is, you know, he's a mess. He got, he, he hit, he stepped on Ruan. He was just being a troll the entire time. Norwegian troll, those things are, are ugly. But um, the, uh, uh, <laughs> you get those at the Epcot, uh, Norway. Anyways, what's, your, um, what's your prediction, Eddie? What's your yeah, prediction? Yeah, anyway, so we'll, we'll, there, there's going to be some, it's going to be a, like five yellow cards in my prediction. I'm going to cool. say, I'm going to say two to one us because I want to be positive. And, um, but I'm scared. 
I want to be positive and say two to one, but my heart says two to two draw. My my brain says two to two. My heart says two to one. Ryder. Um, I'm happy that DK is not playing in this game because he would definitely be a pro a problem to possibly get a red card. Um, it's going to be interesting. What I will too. I take that risk. I don't care. I'm taking that all day. I will too, but I, I, I don't need red cards this early in the year. We can't, uh, we can't get mad at pro this early in the year. Um, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with your head there, Eddie. I think that two to two is kind of what this game is saying. It's saying we're going to get some, get some stuff on goal, get some stuff in goal. Cause I mean, their defense is threatening, but we've got some threatening guys on offense, but they have the same thing. So it's going to be kind of a offensive tit for tat. Leon. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two to one, Orlando. Orlando. All right, here's my prediction. Uh, Pedro Galessi gets a red card in the fifth minute. What? Rodrigo Schlegel moves into the <laughs> Robin Janssen comes in. No, I'm just messing around. Uh, I don't believe that. I go 1-1 one, one tie. 1-1 one, one tie. Orlando yeah, City ties it. I, I almost, I, that was almost my scoreline, too. I almost yeah, went with that yeah. one. I, I, it's going to be a tough game, no matter what. Uh, yeah. I, I, I see a lot of, you know, Whoever the referee is in that game needs to keep an eye on everything very closely. Fourth official, everybody. It's going to be – and it's and it's a great game because it's going to be on ESPN, nationally televised. And Chanel, bro. I hate that dude so much, man. It's oh, it, But yeah. it's going to be awesome. Oh, I, I hate love that it. dude so much. It's going to be a great game. All right, guys. Let's do our shout-out, our weekly shout-out. doesn't have to be anything about soccer or anything. It's your shout-out. Let's start with Ryder, your shout-out for this week. Um, because I've, I've been criticized, uh, the past two, my past two appearances on the podcast, uh, my shout out is to my girlfriend, Kayla. Hi, Kayla. I know you're listening at work, uh, today. I love you very much. Um, and not just, just to Kayla, but also to all of our significant others and families for the sacrifice that they give week in and week out to let us come on let us take some time in our man caves and talk about soccer with our buddies. So appreciate that to all of them. Yeah. Awesome. Eddie. Oh, tough to follow that up. Jeez. All right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I'm going to give a shout out to, um, oof, shout out to, to the, uh, just the Orlando city, just organization. But first of all, <laughs> I want to give a shout out, but just the overall, the front office, Right, what they're doing, but mostly one man. I'm this is Cleon. Cleon's the number one, Alex Latal stand. But I like it the way we're doing the DK deal. I mean, he just swung it on him. He says, he says, Hey, you could we 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 let him go to you for free because we didn't think you'd make it this far. But now that you did, you gotta pay up. And if not, we'll take it back. We don't care. And we ain't taking less than twenty million. I just dug it. I dug the whole vibe. He just let it out. We got all the leverage. I just like the competency. Uh, I just like, I'm proud of my club, the way it's run. And uh, shout out to that. And shout out to North Georgia. I had a good vacation up there. Blue Ridge. Awesome. I guess I'll go and I'll, I'll go last. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the best coach ever uh, Orlando City has ever had. Um, he, he's the most, I mean, he was the face of uh, this team from USL days to 
the first year. And guess what? He's doing a great job in Minnesota. 0-3. Hasn't <laughs> even won a game. Shout out to Adrian D. There you go. 0-3. All right. One go. Oh, you're dirty, bro. Play you're one dirty, bro. Dirty, one bro. Going, yeah, one go in three games. Yikes. <laughs> Dang, JJ. Two foot him. Go ahead. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually... I was actually going to uh, going to use my shout out on. Uh, I was watching Inter Miami earlier today. Robbie Robinson, he came back for a hamstring last week. Uh, left the game after about eleven minutes or so. What? With, an, with another ham? With another hamstring? So, um, just a quick, just a quick reminder. Uh, Alex, Alex like shouts to- out all the all the lovely family. Yeah, JJ Two Foots, Adrian Heath, and the Cleveland's making fun of Robbie Robertson. And then, so, 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 so I just wanted to, you know, make sure I got a little shout out there to uh, into Miami and, uh, and uh, every and everyone's and everyone's favorite Paul McDonough, you know, um, our, our favorite trash bag. Hey, he was the best um, manager. Come on. Hey, he, he did wonders for us. He's about to get us twenty million dollars for passing on Daryl DK twice. So shout out to yeah. you, Paul McDonough, wherever you are, making somebody worse. Where's he? Wow. Is he in Atlanta? Oh, right oh, oh, and second, and a second shout out, and a second shout out to uh, that uh, after after a week of crying about how uh, Achoa wants to kick a ball into a stands, a second shout out to that Minnesota fan that called the ball dead in his face from his own from his own player this weekend. Shout out to you. Keep your head on the swivel, buddy. Yeah, and, and I'd like to give a shout out to the twelve uh, guardsmen, twelve police officers of the Liverpool. Manchester United fiasco that come on they have more than 12, it was bro. ridiculous it was at no, least seriously yeah. I'm just show. think uh, I can't <laughs> say that on a podcast yeah, they, never mind they, they, they basically they sent their starting 11 of the local police out there to round up a mob of 2000 <laughs> they all dispersed oh, and they man. dispersed man I just, if you guys really listen listen you Liverpool fans in Manchester or whoever the heck invaded the field learn from sporting United. Lisbon okay they don't go no. to the field. They just go to the locker rooms. They did <laughs> go to the locker room today, bro. Just oh, one guy. But there was no they players there. No, there was no players there. They, they got there a little no early. Player. Yeah, they got no, there a little early. Going to the training they, facility. They got to work on their timing, bro. The now, I don't endorse any violence, but I mean, learn from Sporting Lisbon. At least those guys know how to do it the right way. If we're giving multiple shout-outs, then I want to do one to thank you so much to the San Francisco 49ers for not drafting Justin Fields and letting him go to Chicago. He's going to love it there. Wow. Okay. You know, a shout out to, to uh, 40 years of quarterback ineptitude. I'm just going to, I'm going to take the field on fields and just assume you're the Chicago bears are missing it up anyways. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well said. Touche. Well said. All right. Cleon, anybody else, oh, anything guys. else to say? Cleon. All we got to say is no Pato. And we still partied. We out. Yeah. And Barnsley, Ace. and Barnsley, y'all better hurry up and exercise that $2 million option because uh, it's looking mighty expensive right now, buddy. <laughs> better show Ace. me that money. See you guys next week right here on Orlando Lions. Then till next week, so long. Vamos Orlando. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.